Welcome to another episode of KUSI's Mark My Words, hosted by our very own Mark Mathis. Welcome to another edition of the award-winning, fastest-growing podcast in the country, KUSI's Mark My Words. Joining us uh, today is the co-owner. 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 Managing partner, yeah. Yeah, managing partner. You're the one that's there kind of running the show and uh ian lenneken you know what i've never said your last name it sounds nice when it rolls right off your tongue my friend yeah. <laughs> yeah i live very close to ian and, and so i wanted to get uh, to mcgregor excuse me yeah. and so i wanted to get him to come in and talk a little bit about you know kind of the restaurant business and what you guys have been through and what has happened and what some of your frustrations are or some of your successes have been yeah. Uh, over the last year and i love your new outdoor patio i think you're one of the few people in town that is not really worried that you're going to get a visit well you know, the, the funny thing is that it's it's not new it's been there for a year and a half really is that how long it's been? yeah a year and a half so it's it's you know it's just become part of the um the daily routine and and what people expect at this point now you at one point you weren't allowed to have anybody inside right nobody inside um yeah it was uh well when, when this thing kicked off We're talking about covid covid yeah um we were all freaked out right it, it was it was uncharted territories i was a proponent for shutting down for the for two weeks um i called my partners it was after newsom was on the news that sunday and you know it's like holy holy man this is crazy so i called my partners i said you know I'm going to go down to the bar right now and get everybody out of there. Have you seen what's going on? Right. You know, I was anxiety, panicked, you know, I have children, I have family. So it's like, and the, the people that the work with us and our um, regulars are family. So I was concerned for people's safety as well as mine. Awesome. So we decided, um, okay, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. So I walked, I drove down to the bar at about 430 in the afternoon. And I just quietly let the bartenders know we're doing last call. And, and I don't think that they even knew what was going on at that point. It was, um, you know, it's totally fresh on the air. Right. I mean, we'd heard about COVID and it was coming and. Um, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, well, yeah, but that, that that's what occurred that Sunday. We'd been hearing in the news, obviously, building up to that point. We're talking, this was, um, this is two days before St. Patrick's Day, which is our busiest day of the year. So we shut down, we were prepped for, for for war basically you know we have barrels of beer and food prepped and so shutting down was a big thing point being um, i went down and um let the crew know we're, we're and well, we shut down and the next day it's like you wake up it's a little surreal hanging out with my kids and my ex-wife was over and my mom lives lives with me so you're just kind of hunkered down not knowing what to do um and after a while it starts to we're a little thin. I was going to the bar every day, checking on things, making sure we had money in the bank, bills were getting paid, stopping certain services to make sure that we weren't going to get charged for stuff. So I was touching it every day um, in one way or another. Uh, about two weeks into it, Jesus, who's been with me since he was 19, 25 years, he's, he's rock, man. He, he started as a, um, the cleanup guy at the bar and now he runs the kitchen he's been running the kitchen for over 20 years i remember seeing him in the back alley yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah true story yeah. he's walking in the back alley and he was like 
like, I can't believe this has happened. Yeah. Because I think he said something like, I've been with him for 25 years. Yeah. And I, I don't think he, he, man, please forgive me if I'm wrong about mm. this, but I, I don't think he quite understood the unemployment situation. Nobody did. I've never, I've had three jobs in my life and they're all restaurant jobs. I've been in this business for 40 years. Um, I've never collected unemployment. Right. Uh, I, the thought of it was, was, was crazy. And a lot of the kids that were working for us had never collected unemployment. Um, but so for those two weeks, we were giving away food, you know, donating what we had so it wouldn't go bad, giving it to the employees, getting rid of stock, you know, giving some, some of the kids cases of wine or a few cases of beer. Just, just take this, you know, just be safe and, and we'll, we'll talk. Anyway, so Jesus contacts me two weeks after this, um, the shutdown. And people had, you know, they talked about doing to go. Um, which is, the, it, yeah, it's not super lucrative, but he wanted to work right? and I wanted to work as well because it, you know, it takes your mind off of, of, of the craziness. And I said, you know, buddy, I don't, I don't know that I have any, I, I can pay you. And he said, I don't want to be paid because I, I just want to work and I want to make sure that on the other side of this, I'm paraphrasing, but on the other side of this, we still have a place to come to. So he was really the inspiration for it. You know, I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it by myself. There's no way. So he and I, I, I would, I had some cash and I'd give him some cash at the end of the week. I didn't pay myself for almost two and a half, three months. Um, but he and I did take out. We, um, how many people did you have to let go and how many people well, technically lay off? Well, at that point in time, we probably had at least 40, maybe 45 employees that were working um you know most of them are part-time with the exception of the kitchen crew and a couple of key bartenders um so yeah about 45 people were without work because of that um so he and i did the takeout and got you know drinks and we fought like married a married couple more than one time or other and i hadn't worked that hard in a long time i came up in, in the kitchen as a dishwasher and a prep cook and a cook and I've done uh, expo cooking and you know I've done everything, but those that time frame where he and I, uh, it, I was sore every day. You know, it's just a two of us, sometimes ten hours a day, um, uh, washing dishes, mopping floors. I, I mean, I took three or four spills. <laughs> he would mop the floor and not tell me. <laughs> I got <him>. woo. <laughs> so um, anyway. Shortly, uh, not shortly, we slowly started using our dual outside patios that we already had existing. And you don't have a roof. There's the, those are covered. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're covered. That's just yeah. The two the two patios on the inside on either side of the the bar are covered. Um, and we started serving drinks through the windows, take out, have a couple of pops. I had remember the police showed up one time and they asked what I was doing, and I said, uh, I'm doing takeout. You know, and there's people on the patios. <laughs> I said, I apologize, officer. I have no idea what the rules are. Right. And he looked, he goes, I have no idea either. And three of them just turned around and walked away and said, good luck, yeah. um, which was, was very cool. And then a couple of girls came back and slowly but surely, once we started seeing that um, they were going to loosen the restrictions, I called up a party rental company and I had, um, I had that patio set up which is in comparison to the stuff that you see in little Italy or downtown, or even a lot of places, ours is very modest. It's AstroTurf and a fence and some, some umbrellas. Yeah. But at that point in time, it was kind of state of the art, you know, yeah. cause nobody had done it yet. 
So, um, are you gonna keep it? Yeah, our landlord's fine with it. In fact, I just called the, the party's rental company and they're supposed to come out and refresh, you know, replace AstroTurf and bring us new umbrellas and stuff. Yeah, yeah I anticipate that we will. Um, so talk, talk, talk a little bit about, um, you know, I, I go up there, I know mystery because I talk about it on occasion yeah. all the time, but I go up there quite a bit. And I told you the other day, I said, you need to be a three-state race. <laughs> one of the bartenders and servers that I really, really like. And you said, I, I can't, or I can, I can, but I can't. Well, there, that is, uh, Oh, well, I know you are, and I know exactly where you're going with this. So, um, uh, you know, COVID it, it was one um, was one hurdle, uh, which wasn't supposed to last this long, as far as you know, being successful um, in business and, and making money and taking care of people like Christy, as you're suggesting. The um, another difficulty is this uh, ever increasing minimum wage, whereas in the past, it was um, we were able to pay the tipped employees the minimum wage, which was a reasonable amount, right. and they're making tips, right? You know, uh, and then I was able to um, the kitchen guys who are busting their humps and they're not making tips. Right. We could pay them five, six, seven, eight dollars an hour more than minimum wage, right. and and be profitable. Right. But as the minimum wage keeps creeping up, these two numbers start getting closer together, which um, doesn't allow, you know, so basically it's the state giving employees a raise, which, which doesn't build any goodwill with the employer, nor does it give the employer the ability to reward someone who has been working hard. Right. Um, or deserves to be paid more. Right. You know, bartenders these days are making... But in January, they'll be making $15 an hour, and they're usually taking home three or 400 Somebody's five, who, who knows? It depends on where you're working and what, the, what the, um, the bottom line is as far as the tab goes. But they're making huge cash, which, which is not bad. No. But it, it, so these guys over here who are, are the ones that a lot of times are like, well, you need to pay a living wage to these people. Well, you're not allowing me to. And at the same time, you're not allowing me to reward those such as Christy. And you're not allowing me every year. We, we had done significant Christmas bonuses from the day we opened my partner, Greg, who's, who's basically my mentor. We've been together for a long time and I knew him previous to, to opening McGregor's. And that's why I'm there. Cause he brought me in. Um, he's taught me a lot, but one of the things is you give back to those that deserve it. It's like, you know, the people that helped you get to the dance and, and, and are keeping you on the dance floor, so to speak. Right. Yeah, the people yeah. so we used to give out, I mean, depending on how long you were there and what your position was, you get, I mean, Christmas time was, was, was a good time. You get a huge check. And there was one year because of the increase and because of the fact that the, um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, you know, when the, when the market tanked a few years back and sales started changing, um, we just couldn't because they were already, and I had one of my regular guys say, uh, uh, Hey, how come we didn't get a Christmas bonus this year? I said, well, you've been looking at your paycheck for the last year. You, you, you add up, you add that up and you decide, you tell me, would you been rather make an X or would you prefer that at the end of the year, we wrote you a big check. Right. And rather than this, like, again, the state deciding and giving them the money 
and they don't that doesn't allow us the goodwill or to build the goodwill with the with a you know an employee at the end of the year handing them a check or, or a few hundred dollar bills you know right goes a long way um, I, know, I know a lot of people in the restaurant business and some of these cats are making 150 200 thousand dollars a year with minimum wage and the tips yeah it's incredible and you know? you, i don't want to discourage that but you know when there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not. I don't think it. The minimum well, wage it helps any employee. No, no, no. And I, I think you can't blame you can't blame the employee. Um, you just you have, but something has to give. So, bottom line is the minimum wage isn't really increasing anybody's cash in their pocket because with that comes increases on everything. Nobody wants to work for less, right? So prices go up, and and. Um, good costs of goods go up you know insurance goes up everything just goes like this so you know it's like the loaf of bread really still only 15 cents but every time you add taxes to it or you start increasing the cost of the labor or, or the product it just you know it's it's how much has the city like i mean i know the state is is mandating the uh the the minimum wage well san diego was on the forefront of that Right. You know, the council, I don't know, is it, was, how long has it been? Three or four or five years? It was before the mayor went up up to the state. Right. He was on the council, and I think he was the proponent for um, for increasing the, increasing the minimum wage. Talking about Gloria? Yeah, the mayor, Todd Gloria. So I recall writing him a couple, couple of emails and asking him if he could explain to me how this is going to benefit anyone. And I, I never got a response, you know. Even the people that are on the minimum wage, it's still, if you live in San Diego and you're <clears throat> making that, you know, it should be, I've always thought that a minimum wage should be an incentive to, you know, bust your hump and get tips and move up and, you know, it's not. When I started, when I started in a kitchen, um, washing dishes and prep cooking, it was the OB Cafe, it's right down the street. I think it, it's gone now. I think I was making... 350 four bucks an hour maybe it was 378 right but i remember getting my first raise and it's because I, I worked hard and it made me proud and it gave, made me want to work harder when you're giving somebody 14 or 15 dollars an hour right off the bat they walk in the in the front door and they're, they're making the same as the guy in the kitchen who's been there for 20 years right. you know it's not good for him and it, it builds complacency. I, I'm going to make this regardless, you know. Granted, you could fire someone, but that you don't want to hurt your. You got to start over again, and and that just hurts your product because you're you're firing people that help you help customers. It's 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 not good. I think that the market should should allow itself to work a little bit more than we've been allowing it or the. Our, our our legislatures and, and leaders, if you have a have a yeah yeah, I mean there's a, there's a lot of that going on these days. That's it's not it's not good for business. Where, where else are you seeing it other than the minimum wage with the legislature or council or the mayor or whatever? What else are they you seeing them do uh, other than? Well, I mean, the, the, just just, just the, the mandates of, 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 I mean, there was no law that said that we had to close. It was a mandate, right? There was no written law that said you had to wear a mask, but you had to wear a mask. But, you know, and who's enforcing that stuff? It's they just throw these, these things out. And now with the um, 
the notion, I mean, like up in LA, they have what you have to have a Corona passport or a Corona ID, a verification of vaccination to, to go out into public or go out to a restaurant. Though, you I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to, to vaccines by any stretch of the imagination, but to, to, to say that everybody has to do it and not really have, I mean, because they've been so disingenuous from the very beginning, you know, things change, have been changing consistently. That's the only thing that's consistent is the change that, you know, in policies and the way that they look at things, you know, that I think, I honestly believe it, it would be a very scary world when we all have to start showing this, whatever, whatever it might be. So all I can say is that when I leave here, I'm going up to the registrar and voting in person. And I don't care who you're inclined to or how you're inclined to vote. Yes or no on the recall. You got to participate. The part, part of the reason we're in the predicament that we are, um, part of the reason is because not enough people participate in what's right. going on around them. Too many uh, Coors Lights and vaping pens and action movies and netflix and you know just diversions and people aren't paying attention and then when then when something happens like Ooh, you know what the hell right. well what the hell where were you why why weren't you paying attention you know yeah so what i mean <clears throat> you bring up a very good point in the fact that people aren't paying attention but your life over and i just and and i've seen it firsthand you know i've seen what you've gone through and, you know, at one point, you and I were having this conversation mm -hmm. that we didn't know that they don't, they're not saying the same thing from day to day. And then you're getting mandates to, you know, 25% capacity or 10% or whatever it was. And you can't make a profit on that. And, but it was changing almost daily for you. Wasn't well, was it, it, at one it, point? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was changing daily. It was, it's just, okay, what's today going to bring me, you know? And, and it, at a certain point, you just have to say, you know what? I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it the best I can. And so some other stuff, you know. Um, Did you ever get any pushback from, uh, you know, any of the city leaders or council? Or I, you know what, God, thank goodness. No. But we've always been responsible. I'm not saying that we just look at the mandates and go, oh, you know, we're not going to do this. We were always, we, you've seen what we were doing. And we got the outside, our capacity outside with the, with our two regular patios in that parking lot, we were almost at 100%. We're fortunate. The only problem was that the, everybody that was on the dole, you know, that there were fewer people that wanted to work. So we had to, we couldn't let everybody in at once, so to speak. We, were, we, we didn't have the opportunity to make as much as we could with what we had to with what we were providing you know just because of the lack of a um, lack of help um what was your question buddy <laughs> well, did you ever get any oh oh no 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 again because first of all there weren't enough people to enforce that stuff and and, and most most people didn't want to enforce that when they take off their uniform they're a person right they, they didn't want to be in the position of telling people who are trying to pay their bills and feed their families that uh, you can't do this. That's ridiculous. And then the ABC finally, you know, they just kind of said, well, make the phone call to Cohen. Was it Cohen and Cohen, the husband and wife law, law firm? 
Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, as long as you've called them and you know what your rights are and we know that you, you've made that contact and you put it and you have a note in your front window. We're, they had they had no desire. Plus, they didn't have the staffing, you know, to go all over the city to, 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 to you know, to enforce these these mandates. So we never got any pushback. Our biggest pushback is probably from some of the other tenants in the complex because we're taking up 10 parking spots in front of in front of our business. But still, it's 10 parking spots. So, I mean, how do you see this? See, I don't see it getting better. I think how do you you see this getting better? I mean, or do you see it getting better? It it seems better right now. Things seem like well, that. I'm just talking about the. Oh, I know what you. Oh, I know. I know what you. I know what you. Oh, I. 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 We. They. 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 They take. They take a little. They give a little back, but they keep some. They take a little. Give a little back. They keep some. And it's you know it's it's been going on since um, well it's been going on since the beginning of governments. You know that's the way it is. But you know since not, uh, I mean the memoriam of nine eleven right. That's when all of this stuff really started, the, the, the deep control, you know, the surveillance state. Initially, it was for terrorists, and now it's everybody, your cell phone, everything. I don't mean to be sound conspiratorial, but you, anybody with, with a computer can look all this stuff up. And I, I would suggest that you do if you haven't. It's, um, yeah, it's not going to get better. Yeah. They, um, you have to follow the money on any yeah. type of crisis. Well, what, there's that, um, uh, was it AB... Assembly Bill 455 in the California legislature uh, was a, and it's there. I, I, I looked it up again, but it, it was a, um, it was a infrastructure bill for the Oakland uh, San Francisco Bay Bridge infrastructure bill, and it went through all the processes before it was going to be signed, and they did what the, and I just learned about this uh, that it's called a gut and amend. So they pulled all the infrastructure out and put in um it's uh it's a bill regarding um COVID passports. Really? Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't understand. Well you, you have to have a COVID passport? Well that's what the, that's what they're proposing. Well, that's what they've been talking about. That's they've been talking they've been talking about this since the beginning. And like even Biden said, I will never, I will never mandate COVID passports. What did he was just on the news yesterday? He's trying to push federal stuff through OSHA to, you know, there's you say one thing and nothing happens. Right. But see, that's the thing. You have to pay attention because, I mean, I, I, I can guarantee you there's plenty of people that think that's a fantastic idea. But like you're saying down the road, if you if you if you've got any um, any foresight, you, you could see how that could progress into something that's un, not really there to protect you. Right. It's just bigger, more government getting in, yeah. getting in the way. Yeah, I mean, government is... I mean, didn't Ronald Reagan say the saddest words in the English language, or I'm from the government and I'm... The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it? Was it? Most terrifying, not saddest. Uh, really? yeah. Almost terrifying. Well, what was it? I think it was Ben Franklin that said, those that will sacrifice liberty for safety have neither. Yeah. So... Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's truly crazy. And so my, my um my oldest daughter was born two weeks prior to nine eleven. Um, 
and I, I, I was sleeping in cause I'd worked the night before and I just heard Erica, my, my wife was screaming. She was just hysterical. And I came into the living room. I said, what's going on? She said, she's watching the TV and she's got my, my two week old baby in, in her, in her arms, you know, and she goes, what kind of world are we, we bringing our kid into, you know? And that was like, I was saying, that's kind of the start of all, a lot of the stuff that's kind of, Again, I don't mean to be conspiratorial. But you, people can people can look it up if, if you have the time, and I, I strongly suggest that you do. And I also strongly suggest that you participate in your government and 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 well, you, you're you're exactly right in the fact that it is an invasion of our civil liberties have gone away. I mean, leaps and bounds from 20 years ago. Well, it all has to do with the technology that allows. I mean, all this stuff, you know smartphones fun you know <laughs> when it starts uh, following you and i remember and this is i am so computer illiterate and i i mean i've only had a cell phone for i i fought it as, as long as i could i remember being a wild animal park with my kids and my wife and she's taking pictures and on her phone it's popping up her, her lo location wild animal park and time of day and this and that I'm like what is that she goes Oh, it's my phone. I said, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, they know where you are and what you're looking at and who's yeah. calling, what you're saying. I mean, it, it's, it's just more civil liberties. Yeah. That, uh, now, they'll say that analytics are for advertising, but yeah. I don't know. There's some, there's, some, there's some rub there that just doesn't, doesn't sit right. But, uh, so what's, what's next for McGregor's? What do you guys... Oh, uh, well, okay, so... What, 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 yeah, and this 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 ball cap I'm wearing, um, Ally Gardens Little League. Uh, they've been doing Little League for I think fifty since 1957. They are one of the only independent leagues in San Diego. There may be one or two others, which means that they uh, are completely self-funded. They uh, they own their land. Um, the parents mow, mow the fields and they man. They do everything. They take care of it. Um, so with our 25 year anniversary um which is i mean a significant amount of time in this in this industry doing what we do we're super proud of that and we wanted to um, recognize why we're why we've been successful and the reason we've been successful is because of the community i mean we wouldn't be there if people didn't didn't like what we were doing i mean we do have to take some credit for providing something that that's worthwhile uh, and enjoyable but without them enjoying it we wouldn't be here so my nephew um plays ball up there and i went to i went to the field for the first time i don't know a few months ago and we were throwing around ideas what we we're going to do you know a week-long celebration let's do this let's do that and it's like well let's make it let's make it um something how, how are we going to give back to the community is part to short things so we did these um we did these fundraisers uh, six days in a row, which thank you to KUSI. You guys are super huge. I appreciate your time and, 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 you know, on the mentions because that, that helped spread the word considerably. Um, but we had, you know, you were there on that Monday night, we had Trevor Hoffman and, and Sweeney and, uh, Ted Leitner of all people. And that guy, that's, that's a legend right there. And we raised, you know, it's a $50 a head cover and that raised some money. Uh, we did, we did a craft cocktail tasting. We did, a party on Wednesday, craft beer tasting. We did all sorts of stuff. And our goal was to raise $25,000, which, which would build a, um, 
a snack shack, which they do in shipping containers now. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. They they bring them on site and they're all set to go. Um, that was the first goal, and then as well, we want to do scholarships for for the athletes that are are, are less fortunate. Yeah. Um, we're looking at ten scholarships a year for five years, which is about twenty five thousand. It's about twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Our, our it would our objective or not our it would have been nice to hit like a hundred grand because because they don't have any plumbing up there, so all their toilets and all, all their water is you know is either stored or the porta potties. Um, so anyway, you're raising money for the ally. Are you interrupting me, buddy? Yes. <laughs> are we running long? <laughs> No, no so we raised we, we, yeah, we raised some money and, and we're gonna write him a check next week. Okay. All right. All right, real quickly, my final two questions. What are you gonna do if Newsom's not recalled? Uh what am I gonna do? I'm gonna continue it's really gonna depend continue doing business. I think there's gonna be a pushback by by the small businesses in the community. And the state, everybody's everybody's had it. Yeah. You, you mean I got to pay my bills? What are the other restaurants saying? What are you hearing? Well, everybody I know is, is is sick of it. I mean, you you guys have these people on here all the time. You know, Cowboy Star or uh, or Todd from Bubs. You know, all those guys. I think we're just going to say, you know what? Come and get us. Right. Uh, I don't know. I know that there are a lot of people that are scared. The variants. Uh, that, that that's part of this thing, man. They keep they're keeping people on their on on edge. Um, which you can't live your life like that. You know, you can't live your life just as scared every day. You can't pay your bills if you can't go to work, you know, and the, the government can't give away any more money. They are to give away a bunch of money they didn't have, you know? So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to stay in business, man, and do, do what I got to do. Yeah. And with McGregor's, you are a staple in San Diego and you, uh, Here's to another 25 years, my friend. I appreciate that, brother. I really do. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for having me. Yeah.